from One World Trade Center, where we can't figure out a 401k, but we can fill out a fantasy lineup. Welcome to the Golf Digest Fantasy Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and I am joined once again by Joel Beal, who is actually at the Tour Championship this week in Atlanta. Uh, let's bring him in right away. Joel, what's it like down there? What's the what's the buzz, the finale of this uh, great PGA Tour season? Uh, there's no buzz at all because <laughs> there were no fans today. So it was literally just the players and a few media members. And, of course, like their little posses, which was kind of interesting. But, uh, hmm. no, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it play, uh, looks tomorrow. But the course looks immaculate. Um, I was here last year, and you can tell they've grown the rough a little bit. Um, looks like the greens are actually running a little bit faster from what the players uh, players have said. So, yeah, it should be an interesting tournament. And obviously the big storyline, uh, at least in terms of the course, is they switch nines. The, right. That ninth, that, that goofy 18th hole that was a par three is now a, kind of a dramatic par five that has a beautiful view of the clubhouse. So I think I think that switch is a, a change a lot of riders are at least welcoming. So, yeah, it should be a very uh, interesting tour championship. Yeah, it's funny. That par three. Closing part three always seemed to be the distinctive characteristic of this course, and not always in a positive way. I think people weren't thrilled with with it because it, you know, it, it was a tough hole, but um, you know, ending on a part three, and you know, I don't know, not not the most scenic, I guess. I know you have had your, you've made your feelings about this course known in the past. Uh, does the the flipping of the nine do enough to, in your eyes, to kind of get East Lake way up on on your list? It does, and what Alex is referring to is last <laughs> year during a FedEx Cup. I think it was just a Q and A primer. I referred to East Lake as a ham and cheese sandwich, which to further the comparison, you know, it's perfectly fine. You're never upset with a ham and cheese sandwich, but it also really doesn't fill you up. And you know, there's a lot better sandwiches out there. Apparently, Eastlake got hold of the article, and we're none too happy about it. So, uh, on second review, it is a little bit better than that. More of like an Italian combo. Okay. Uh, you do feel a little bit special when you're there. Uh, again, not like a roast beef sandwich by any means, but that's still pretty good. Um, but no, I really do think switching the nines helps. It will make for a more dramatic finishing, uh, you know, uh, conclusion, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, just it, they had really good weather down here this summer, so the course doesn't look as brown out it was a little bit last year. It looks really green, um, and, and the maintenance guys did a really good job. So I think viewers will be very, very pleased what they see uh, on their televisions this weekend. Yeah, I, I would. Comp- I'm more of a sweet onion chicken teriyaki guy, so uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a big Subway guy. Again, Subway. If you happen to be listening, we are looking for sponsors. So. Uh, this is a plea, but um, yeah, let's get to it's the serendipity. T- there is a subway commercial airing right in front of my face. So amazing! I, I, feel like I could fine. feel it. I could feel it. I could feel the presence of of the great subway again. Sponsorships available, but um, let's get to the tournament then. Um, talk about how the nines change, but it's still the same course. Um, it's still a lot of the same players making it into the field here. Of course, we're down to 30 players left. This is the finale. Um, we will have a FedEx Cup champion crowned at the end of the week as well. That person may or may not realize they've won the FedEx Cup champion, uh, FedEx Cup until they get to the trophy ceremony, which is what we saw with Bill Haas a few years ago. So I guess, Joel, who... Who jumps out at you right off the bat that you definitely have to plug into your lineup this week? 
Uh, the one guy that pops out is Adam Scott. Hmm. Really been a roller coaster ride for him in 2016. He came out of the gates on fire with that second place at Riviera, then back-to-back wins at Honda and Doral. Then his game just really fell flat. I think a lot of people thought he was going to be a contender at the at the Masters, and then didn't really do much there. And then really it was a non-entity at all the majors. His, his only top ten during the summer came out at a limited field event. And then in the past month, he's back on a tear again. He's had three straight fourth-place finishes during the playoffs. Really, outside of Dustin Johnson, he's the highest guy in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't historically played well at East Lake, which makes sense given that you know this course does require really solid putting, and that's never really been his forte. But I'm going with recent play over past results, and even more so than putting, this is a shot maker's course. I think that really feeds into why Scott's my favorite to win this week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting, actually. I said it's kind of a lot of the same cast of characters, but if you look at the FedEx Cup champs, and I look at them all the time because I have the bobblehead collection on my desk, you realize that there aren't that many guys who are in the field who have won this before. Obviously, Jordan Spieth is the defending champ, and he's he's in there, and he has a chance to win it all again. And uh, Brant Snedeker is in there as well. But that's it. Of, of the eight guys who have won this, Tigers won it twice. Of the eight guys who have won this, uh, there are only two guys who are playing for it this year. So it is weird how... You know, the way that the, the point system works, you know, you had a guy like Ricky Fowler get eliminated last week. You had a guy like Henrik Stenson. Obviously, he held out from a tournament, but he didn't make it back. So it, it's weird how it goes. But, um, By the for, way, that was news to Jordan Spieth during his presser. He, he he said the only player that he thought was better than him this week was Henrik Stenson, which we then reminded him Stenson was not in the field. So Jordan already likes his chances a little bit more. Wow. After talking about them, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm actually – that was he was going to be my first pick, um, I, you know. Again, because you look at some of these guys, and you know, sure, some some of these guys have a few top fives here or there. Uh, um, but again, it's a thirty man field, so you know, a top ten here is not the same as obviously at a full field event. But Jordan has won this event. He finished runner up in his first attempt. He's only played in it three times, so to have a win in, in a second, um, I, you know, it, it obviously has been a slightly disappointing year for him coming off a historic season last year. But, you know, it's not like he's been missing cuts left and right. He, You know, he's been playing pretty well, uh, just not making as many putts as he did last year, really, when it comes down to it. And, again, he's back on a course that he has really torn up in the three times he's played. So I like Jordan Spieth to make some noise to maybe win this event. And, um, you know, if some of those top guys, uh, of course, the top five guys, if any of them win, they control their own destiny with the FedEx Cup. But if any of them don't win, that opens up the door for someone like Spieth, who's kind of just on the outside. Well, let's, let's keep in mind two things. One, there's not, although there's, you know, even the 30th player, theoretically, mathematically, could win, but that's kind of a, uh, it, it, it'd be amazing if that actually happened. Right. Spieth, on the other hand, really, as long as he wins and Dustin doesn't finish second, he, he'll be there. So he still is relatively in control of his own destiny. And going back to your fact that you know, not the you know not the best of years for him. I think that I, I know what you're saying there, but let's also keep in mind that you know, speed. Well, his year would be a career year for most guys. Two wins, and then right. obviously the right. You know, let's be honest. A couple of holes go the other way. He's he's probably the two-time defending Masters champ. So right. Um, not, you're right. He hasn't played the greatest as as of late, but this is the course that he's defending champ, and he also the second place finish under his belt. You're right. Speeds is one of the handful of guys that you would expect to play really well this week. Um, another guy who I expect to play well, again, I'm getting my obvious guys out of the way here, but how do you not pick Dustin Johnson? Um, again, he hasn't torn it up here. 
Uh, he has a couple of, again, a couple of fifth place finishes. So, you know, it's not like he's done terribly here, but he's just on such a roll right now. He's, he's finished in the top five in 10 of his 20 stroke play events this year. That's just an amazing stat. I mean, outside of, uh, you know, Jason Day run in, in those 12 months, maybe uh, it's tough to think of someone other than Tiger Woods who really has played that well consistently. And, um, you know, of course, a lot's at stake this week for him. It looks like he's wrapped up PGA Tour Player of the Year, but another win gets him to four on the year, would win him the FedEx Cup, would obviously make it official that he's the PGA Tour Player of the Year. So, you know, it's already been a career year for him, but this week could get so much better for him if he puts together one more good week. So I like Dustin Johnson. I think the one thing that's going really going his way this week is he he put that power fade into his arsenal. Mm-hmm. And I think that really sets up well here. It, it'll help him keep him the fairway. I think the reason you brought up that Hen- Henrik Stenson earlier, the reason Stenson historically has played well here is because he can hit the three wood and keep it in the fairway. You do need to keep it in the fairway at Eastlake or you can find some trouble. That's it. Yes, Dustin hits it farther than anybody, but the, his real think key success this year is being able to kind of control it instead of having those wild 30, 30 yard or 30 yard left of the fairway shots. He's really got that under control. So I think that's another reason why Dustin should be, should be a must play this week. Um, also must play. This is more down that second or third tier guys though. That's Daniel Berger, 26 in the FedEx cup. So definitely needs a lot to go his way. And, and he's 37th in the world rankings. But to me, Berger is a top 20 player in the world right now. Had a very consistent campaign really highlighted by that inaugural win at the FedEx uh, St. Jude Classic. Um, came in a tie for 10th at the BMW, which that was his fourth top 10 in his last nine events. He's top 30 player in approaches, which, again, I think that really goes well here this week. And, yeah, the putting doesn't wow you. It's also not really a detriment either that he finished 12th in his debut at East Lake last season should alleviate any worries about that. He's got a lot on the line this week, and I think he rises to the occasion. And, and you know, speaking of on the line, I think Berger is one of those three or four guys who is in, in line for that final Ryder Cup spot along with Justin Thomas and, and Bubba Watson. He was at practicing with the with some of the team members at Hazeltine on Monday. So I pose this to you, Alex. Do you think the team has already been, that last check has already been decided, or do you think this week actually has bearing on who Davis Love will, will pick for that final spot on Sunday night? I think someone could do something this week, but I think as we've seen who was invited to this practice or who went to this practice we don't know maybe other people were invited but the fact that Justin Thomas Daniel Berger and Bubba Watson were the three non-team members who were invited I think you have to guess that it's going to be one of those three guys so I'm not saying necessarily that it's a you know because Davis Love came out and said look it's not who plays the best this week at Eastlake but if any of those three guys wins I don't know how he wouldn't take that guy because the whole point of this last pick is to pick a guy who's playing well at the end of the season. So, um, again, I think it's going to be one of those guys, you know, if, if none of them wins, if they're all in that, you know, top 10 to top 15 range, I don't think it really makes a difference. I think if one of them wins, that's when it gets interesting and that's when you have to go with it. And that leads me to my next guy because – I still have a feeling that Bubba Watson's going to snap out of things, snap out of that slump, play well this week. Um, I know you you could talk about the story that you wrote about today. I don't know. I, I somehow still think he, he finds a way to get on, on that team. And, and it, of course, a, a win here would, again, I think definitely wrap that up. What, what, what was the story that you uh, wrote about today? Well, see, I'm not, well, I'm actually going back to the – real quick to the 
I think Bubba's actually already wrapped up. Unless Daniel Berger or Thomas wins this week, I think Watson's the guy Love's going to go with. I but can what kind about, of see the reason. What, just, to, just to interrupt there, what about when we had Shane Ryan's piece on our site this week, all those, the way that he read into Davis Love's language, the fact that at the press conference he didn't even refer to Bubba by name. He went out of his way to not do that. What, what, what do you make of that? You didn't, you didn't think that he was leaning away from him? You know, I understand. I think he was already trying to hedge his bets in the case of someone like Burger or Thomas Wynn. Okay. At the same time, if Watson wasn't going to be a part of this equation, why was he practicing at Hazeltine yesterday? Yeah, no, no. That, that, yeah, that definitely threw, threw a nice little wrinkle in, in things for, for people when they found out that yeah. he was there. No, I agree. Yeah, so, okay, so you think it's his spot to lose. And I, honestly, I think the reason even Berger and, and Casey, or Berger and uh, Thomas were there Kind of in the sense of sometimes if you want to look at men's Olympic basketball, some of these guys who don't necessarily have a chance to make the team are invited just so they already kind of get into the team mentality, team process. Mm-hmm. Berger and, and Thomas are going to be guys who are going to be part of the U.S. Ryder Cup and President's Cup team for you know the next 15 to 20 years. I think this is actually a really good kind of recruiting tool to get them already ready for the next President's Cup or, or the you know. 2018 Ryder Cup, so right. I think that's I think that was really good, a smart play by Love and his captains to get those two. But yeah, I'm thinking that unless unless one of those two wins, I think it's Watson's to lose. Um, but yeah, even mentioning uh, you mentioned earlier a story that Spieth was relaying to us today about that on the final hole they were playing a fivesome with the kind of the three candidates um, as well as Spieth and, and Brooks Kepka, and they played this game of it's called Wolf. For those who don't know what Wolf is, basically. Every every guy in a group gets the turn to be the last player in the group to hit, and if he likes a player, if he likes one through three, or in this case one through four, a, a player shot, he picks that guy, and they're on the team. To, and basically, it's their best ball versus the other team's best ball. If you don't like any of the drives, however, you can pick your own and be a, a lone wolf per se. And it's your score versus the best ball of three or four other people. Now we usually do that when everyone sprays their drive, and you feel like you're the one that can put up a good score. Watson saw all four guys basically put their drives in the fairway, and he still went lone wolf. And the fact that he was able to beat this group of you know American studs with a birdie and everyone else apart, I think that really showed that he's not afraid to back down. It, it was something that he kind of mentioned that he was a little bit more of a part of the picking process than we would think to, think to believe, which I thought was kind of interesting. And in, in Spieth's mind, he kind of was making the case for Bubba. So, hmm. um, again, I, I think if Berger or Thomas it, – it, it was really put love in a, in a hard spot that he would have to pick him. But if they don't, I think you, you have to go watch him, even with his really shabby play of the last four or five months. Yeah. Just to play devil's advocate, couldn't you say, though, that <laughs> deciding to go lone wolf kind of goes against the whole team mentality? And that's kind of what we've heard these whispers about Bubba and maybe a little bit of a lack of team chemistry that he kind of is his own guy and I'm just saying. I'm just saying that I I could totally you could do that, or yeah. you could look at his, that he's not. A, listen, this is why we get paid. We can just take one take and then spew stuff out there, and people are like, oh yeah, it's a really good idea. So, That's true. That's uh, yeah, true. I know. I know what you're saying it is. <laughs> it, I, so trust me, I've definitely got the the tweets replying that. That's exactly what. Yeah. <laughs> like but he also is beloved. Just seeing him on the range, um, as well as around the clubhouse, um, Steve and Thomas and, and a few other guys are you know hugging him and you. No matter what the public perceives of him, he, he's actually. And I know we had that infamous Torapol two years ago that Bubba would be the most likely to be left alone in a parking lot fight. Yeah. Uh, things have, must have changed because from from the little I've seen this year, he is 
he's very respected among his among his peers at the moment. All right. Fair enough. Well, we'll have to wait. That pick will be... By the way, this could all be for not if somehow like, Jim Furyk gets picked. So let's maybe possibly... Well, again, if Jim Furyk gets picked, and and honestly, I know I was leading the charge for him. I, I, I've cooled off a little on Team 58. But if he does get picked, again, it does call into question the whole point of having this last-second pick because Jim Furyk didn't even play in last week's <laughs> event. So, you know, he, he you're supposed to pick... Someone with the quote hot hand, Jim Furyk has not played in the last couple of tournaments, so that would be the only reason why it would it would seem a little weird because they made such a big deal about kind of you know restructuring how they made their picks and this and that, and we're gonna get some fresh blood in there, and then they get Jim Furyk that that would kind of go against that. But now it is also on Sunday night during the right, NFL game during the NFL game rating. So yeah. and if you want a better rating, what better call than Tiger Woods? As your Tiger sponsor. Woods, exactly. Well, when we've heard people throw it out there um i think even paul azinger threw it out there i i think he was kidding but you never know <laughs> matt kuchar threw it out there and he didn't seem like he was kidding so i don't know we'll see that yeah i'm pretty you, sure matt kuchar figured out just found out about the internet a couple weeks ago that's too, true so he did take, yeah take he, word, he, so. he was pretty excited that he even got onto <laughs> skype so um all right let's get back to our last couple picks each i will go with a real flyer here. So actually, I only have one pick left. I go a real flyer, and that's Roberto Castro. And the reason why I'm going through this is I was looking through the odds. This guy began the season at 250 to 1 long shot to win the FedEx Cup. And this week, he is still a 251 long shot to win the FedEx Cup. So I, I, I don't know. There's something jumped out about that. I'm amazed that he even made it into this field. I think he's going to be playing really loose. He, he talk about playing with, with house money just by qualifying for this event. He ba- basically guaranteed himself at least $300,000, even if he finishes in last place. So this is a big week for him. He gets into a bunch of extra events next year. He's going to be playing loose and free. And I'm going with Roberto Castro, especially since there's so few guys to pick. You might as well go a little off the board and pick someone a little, little more unusual. I feel like I'm talking to Alex Myers, the gambler, not Alex Myers, the golf rider on this one, which I like. You have to have a little bit on these kinds of picks. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going a more conservative route with my uh, two last picks. Uh, the first is Paul Casey. When It's funny, when Casey renounced his Eurocard membership uh, last year, you know, meaning he wouldn't be eligible for this year's Ryder Cup, I think most of us just shrugged. You know? Yeah, he's a really good ball striker, and he has got a dozen or so wins in Europe, but he's almost 40 with just one win on the PGA Tour, yet – Man, how glad are the Americans right now that Casey won't be at Hazeltine? He's got back-to-back second-place finishes entering Atlanta, along with a top-10 showing the PGA Championship. And these just aren't late-summer aberrations either. Casey Rex ninth in strokes gained, second in greens in regulation, and 12th in scoring. They played well at East Lake, which includes a fifth-place finish here last year. In short, what's not like not to like about Paul Casey this week? Not, not much. I agree. And you're right. It's uh, You could argue he's the best European player right now and he's not going to be in the Ryder Cup so it's 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 pretty amazing and you're right pretty fortunate I think for the, the U.S. side because he's definitely hitting his stride right now all right who's your last guy and then the last guy will be at the Ryder Cup and he'll be on the good guy side and that's Patrick Reed uh his 11 top 10s are only second to Dustin Johnson this year and really to even kind of blow up how, how well he's played Reed's finished 13th or better in seven of his last eight events and even that lone hmm. event wasn't too shabby either I think he finished like 22nd at the Wyndham Championship so hmm. 11 strokes game this year, and that's a figure spurred by ranking fourth and around the game category. 
track record isn't great here at Eastlake, but he also hasn't really that many rounds under his belt here either, so that shouldn't be that worrisome. I think Reed's just the safest bet to get that top seven or eight, which, like you mentioned earlier, a top ten out of 30 doesn't mean a lot. But, you know, it's, in most fantasy and Bailey League formats, top six, seven, top, excuse me, top seven or eight finish still does pay out well here. I think Reed, Reed's the guy to go for that, that bet. Who are you avoiding this week? One guy that really scared me is Hideki, or does scare me is Hideki Matsuyama. And when you go to the range, it's, I think he's the easiest guy to fall in love with. He just has such a, his his swing is so it's just it's perfect tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball flight is beautiful, and he's just methodical. You can see him some like the, his fellow tour pros are kind of in awe watching him. And then you remember he's one of the, like the worst short games on, on tour, and not even to the sense of okay, well, you know, he's kind of like Adam Scott where he's got his good days and bad. Like, he's been really off as of late. I think, if you remember the PGA, the, the, I, if you go back and watch um, at Balsa Straw, I really think he should have won that tournament if he had just made half his putts. And he came nowhere close, which is really shocking given how wet that all the conditions were that week. Um, again, this is a, a, a second-shot course. If you get the ball well here, you have a chance to put what what he just he cannot putt right now, and you have to be a relatively good putter here, and that's just something that I feel like Matsuyama I can't trust him with. I'm definitely staying away from him this week. I'm actually going to stay away from Jason Day, and I just think the back injury, um, you know, it's it's a shame because the way the year started, you just thought this was going to be kind of his answer to Spieth's year last year. Just he was going to have just an all-time dominant year when he won the players you're thinking wow how many wins is he going to win how many majors is he going to win obviously came up short at all the majors um and he hasn't won since the players so he's stuck on on the three wins still obviously a great year but he's now been passed by dustin johnson for player of the year i just think he kind of ran out of gas um i think he'll be back of course he's he's the best player in the world still by by the by the official world golf ranking but um, I just think, I think there's a there's a good chance too that he not like he, I think he'll at least try to tee it up. Um, I, I definitely didn't see him on the ground this week. I asked a few other people that they haven't seen him yet either. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have a little bit of a you know some off the field. I don't want to say issues, but you know a lot of people are wondering about this the switch to Nike. Right, um, right. And it'll just be apparel, but you know if he if he signed if he reportedly signed that could bring up some legal trouble because his contract does not run out until November so mm. it will be interesting to see if he does show up what he'll be wearing uh, and that's as weird that sounds that's just kind of a distraction that you really don't need to be need to be dealing with in terms of this, this last week and also if he does play there's a chance he'll kind of do what he did at BMW where the back flares up again and, and he you know he pulls out so yeah um, I think he will tee it up but uh, yeah I have zero confidence in, in putting conviction in Jason Day this week yeah on the other hand as much money as these guys make it is still pretty crazy that there's that 10 million dollar bonus sitting there so I think you know a little back injury here or there even a Jason Day I know he makes a ton of money I know he's rumored to be getting a boatload from Nike next year or whenever it kicks in, but ten million dollar bonus is still ten million dollar bonus. Uh, so if and he happens, his defense, he will. If there, you know, he does, he could probably look at the calendar and say, "Hey, I can take the next two or three months right. off now." Right, right. exactly. Yeah. We won't see him. We didn't see him this year till till a few months in. So, so yeah, exactly. Uh, he he's going to get a break after this. Uh, maybe he makes one final push, but still, I think you play the odds and you, and you stay away from him, especially because. 
I think everybody's picking him anyway just because it's Jason Day. Um, all right. Well, Joel, sounds like uh, I don't know what's going on there, but uh, hope you're okay. You still alive? <laughs> Okay. I'm, still, I'm also okay. still waiting for my golf clubs to come. Uh, so Delta, if you if you see uh, my bag, appreciate it. Uh, staying at the end of the peach tree, so good for that. Whenever you get a chance, it'd be appreciated. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's weird. I've only been away from you two days. I'm already circling my calendar, waiting to get back. I'm sure you're gonna be in you're gonna be in Hazeltine next week, aren't you? Yes, I'm. Oh, I'm mis- uh, well, maybe I'll cross paths with you. On, I might be here on Tuesday. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll figure this stuff out. Hey, you missed it though. There was a good uh, pesto. At lunch today, so my breath is terrible right now. But you would have enjoyed the pasta, so oh, just to let you know, you're bad, de- bad time. See, now you're just teasing me because <laughs> by the time I got in last night, I uh, got delivery and I got a nice little chicken alfredo. I was really excited, and I opened it up, and it was a lasagna, <laughs> vegetable lasagna, and I just cried. I, and I'm not just saying that for a fact. I legitimately cried. <laughs> <laughs> I would have too. Yeah. That sounds rough. Um, all right. Well, anyway, good luck the rest of the week with all your meals and everything else. And um, anyway, good luck to everybody else out there in the, the season finale. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Alex Myers. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Alex Myers 3. And you can find Joel at Joel M. Beal. All right. He's still there. And uh, that's it. We will see you next season if we don't uh, think of some reason to come on here and jibber jabber in front of you guys again. Thanks for listening. Bye.